0: Hello listeners and welcome to the AfriWetu podcast where we look to celebrate African history and culture by telling our story. One of the things that is important to AfriWetu is a story of our legends and their importance in light of how we understand their impact on our story then and now. So today, we have a legends show, which also means, yay, it is a guest narrator show, my Afriwa, too. I am so excited to have with me in studio my friend, (laughs) Njora. So, Njora is an amazing creative, and really, when I read this story, only he would be able to do it justice because the talent is match. Also, you're so inferent, treat. And also, if you haven't, please, please, please check out series one, episode 18, where he narrated the legend of Mirambo. You will thank me. Anyway, Njora, say hi to the Afriwatu. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) And then, do you have a teaser for them about your legend, or?
1: It's coming soon. It will be early.
0: So now, before I hand over officially to Njora for the tale, let me share a few fun facts about Niger. Now, the reason why I'm picking Niger is because the Songhai people have a huge presence in the Western Sahel in Niger, Mali and Benin as the main modern nations. Now, we had facts about Mali in the legend episode about Sundiata Keita, Series 2, Episode 13. So we'll look at Niger this time round because Benin is going to come up in Series 3. See how I think about you people. Anyway, a few fun facts. So Niger is a landlocked country in West Africa and is also named after the Niger River, which is also called Isaber. It is bordered by Libya to the northeast, Chad to the east, Nigeria to the south, Benin and Burkina Faso to the southwest, Mali to the west, and Algeria to the northwest. It is home to the Hausa, the Zarma Songhai, the Kanori, including the Beriberi and the Manga, the Tuareg, the Fulani, the Tobu, and the Difa Arabs really random fun fact is there was a dinosaur that was discovered in Niger, believed to have been there around 115 to 105 million years ago. It was then named the guess what? Nijasaurus. (laughs) 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 I'm not joking. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think I will end my bit there and I will hand it over to Njora. Was called the ninja-, ninja Soros. <laughs> that's
1: remind <laughs> me of uh, Ninja Turtles.
0: Oh, gosh, really? Yeah, really? that's
1: that's where we've got, yeah, <laughs> like this descendants. <laughs> Aha, Sunni Ali Bear reigned AD 1464 to AD 1492. Sunni Ali Ber was a legend, one who, like many before and after him, was both loved and despised in equal measure, depending on who you spoke. And today, speak to the Muslim historians and his contemporaries describe him as an evil and cruel tyrant an infidel curses upon him. Uh, The Songhai historians, however, praise him as one of the greatest warriors and rulers and a great sorcerer. You had that? He was a sorcerer. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. Mm? Let's go way back. Sunni Ali, a.k.a. Sunni the Merciless, a.k.a. Sunni Ali, the great was the descendant of the Noble House of Sunni Dynasty. This dynasty had wrested power from the Mali Empire declaring independence of the Songhai Kingdom, ruled from its capital city of Gao that is found on Isaber River Niger from the early 14th century AD, Saka AD 1335. Our legend's father was Madogo, a respected military leader, In East Africa, I don't know how respected that would be. Anyway, our father's, our legend's father was Madogo, a respected military leader. And his mother hailed from the Faru people of Sokoto. And it is with them that he spent his formative years and started his training in magic. Before going to live with his father to learn the military ways and to learn more powerful magical techniques. Because what is a legend without a bit of spice, right? Yeah. Now, the warrior and conqueror, all this training was well worth it as he became a powerful leader and one of the most formidable warriors and conquerors for many a generation in that region. On taking on the role of Sunni ruler of the Songhai kingdom, he went on to strengthen the army and navy which both grew in size and effectiveness built on the strength of the cavalry a common part of the army in the west african militaries known for their skilled horsemanship changing from being small-scale raiders to a more organized force split into battalions and became a more professional force to reckon with and boy did it work as for all of you people who thought we only just walked on bare feet we had horses Once great Mali Empire was crumbling and the Songhai took advantage of this, Sunni Ali started his aggressive campaigns conquering lands with one of the biggest acquisitions being the prized city of Timbuktu, taking it from the Tuaregs who had claimed it back from the Mali Empire. Okay, go listen to series 2, episode 11 and 12 about the Mali and episode 14 and 15 about the Songhai to get more juice on Timbuktu. and we are back. This set the pattern and he was unstoppable. Taking Jene, spelled D-J-E-N-N-E, Jene, after a seven-year siege of the city, then went on to defeat the Dogon and fighting off the Morsi peoples who dominated the south, the Fulani of the Dendi, the Hombori, the Gourmet, and many more. A seven-year siege of the city. Now, it was during one of these military campaigns that Sunni Ali earned the label of being a merciless infidel by the Muslims, and it was that of Timbuktu. So let us go back to that for a minute, just for you. He annexed Timbuktu in 1468 after Islamic leaders of the town requested his assistance in overthrowing the marauding Tuaregs who had taken the city following the decline of Mali. However, Ali met resistance, yeah, after setting his eyes on the wealthy and renowned trading town of Genet, yeah. After a persistent, belligerent, stubborn, obstinate seven-year siege, he was able to forcefully, forcefully, he incorporated it into his vast empire in 1473, guys, eh? Yeah? But only after having, yeah, listen to this, starved its citizens into surrender. I don't know if ever you have been somewhere and you are just starved into surrender. This happened to many people. You can just imagine. Yeah? Hi, yeah The invasion of Sunni Ali and his forces caused harm to the city, of course, yeah, of Timbuktu, and he was described as an intolerant tyrant in many African accounts. Because in Africa, food is important. He starved these people. According to the Islamic historian Al-Sadíf, expresses this sent- sentiment in describing his incursion on Timbuktu. Yeah, he said, "Sunni Ali entered Timbuktu." Committed gross iniquity, burned and destroyed the town, and brutally tortured many people there. Of course, it was brutal. No, let me ask you: Can you imagine not eating? It was a seven-year siege. After year one, <laughs> even these people. <laughs> After year one, I would have said, "Please, just take this. Let's take this thing, man. You want to think back too? Take it." One year I've not eaten. Aye. <laughs> when Akilu heard of the coming of Sunni Ali, listen to this, when Akilu heard of the coming of Sunni Ali, he brought a thousand camels to carry the Fukaha of Sankore and went with them to Walata. You, you didn't bring a thousand camels to someone who starves people for seven years? Even a thousand is a little. The godless tyrant was engaged in slaughtering those who remained in Timbuktu and humiliated them. (sighs) So in the sacking of the city, Muslims were slaughtered and those who weren't killed suffered from harsh treatment and some were forced to leave their homes as refugees to escape the persecution. After this, he never lived it down and in fact seemed to revel if not care about this characterization. Either way, Sunni Ali went on to conquer all the lands and people we heard of before. By the time he was done, most of the Sahel was under Songhai rule with Sunni Ali at the helm. And this was not a simple thing because we are talking about serious civilizations with sophisticated armies and forces here. Sunni Ali overcame them all, becoming practically undefeated. His role under Sunni Ali, the empire not only expanded militarily, but also economically grew to be a real dominant polity. It controlled the Trans-Saharan trade routes, which was the backbone of its wealth. To support this, Sunni Ali started the foundations of what would be the administrative structures of the empire. This would help in managing the many territories conquered within the Sahel. From his rise to power in AD 1464, Sunni Ali's expansion plans looked to take control of the trade as key, targeting the trade-rich areas around Isaber, which included the lucrative gold trade. In time, these trade routes were Songhai's and it controlled the Isaber environs from the delta areas to the lake regions down south. Her navies patrolled to protect the trade routes and the armies deployed to manage the tributary states. So Songhai maintained dominance on both land and water. The city of Gao was the central point of the kingdom turned empire and from here Sunni Ali led. Songhai was then split into different territories under the rule of a military overseer, usually a senior military official whose loyalty was to Sunni Ali. When it came to social and religious observance, both the local and Islamic were practiced without favoring either one. The rural areas were more inclined to their own practices with the urban areas leaning more to Islam. Sunni Ali welcomed a mix of this, he himself been said to still have close links to his maternal traditional practices from Sokoto. Outside of the military prowess, Sunni Ali was also seen as a man of the people who connected with the citizens, understanding their needs. Yeah? Quite a contrast to what you know we heard earlier about his persecution of Muslims, Yeah, which was very true, but he was also loved by his people, seen to not Panda to the ruling elite gave him the extra edge. Just, man of the people. Yeah. Then, Sunni Ali's rule was also made more interesting by the claims of his being a powerful sorcerer. And he really, really played this up and used this to strike fear into not only possible dissident subjects, but more so to his enemies. Which, segues well to the next topic, which is his death. (laughs) Suni Ali, it is said, died as he lived as a military man out on one of the many campaigns. There are a few versions of how it happened, from dying in actual battle to being killed during a campaign, but either through poisoning or drowning on his way back from a military expedition more likely killed during battle. However, that is not the interesting thing. It was rumored that his death was due to a curse placed on him due to his cruel treatment of Muslims during not just the raid of Timbuktu, but after as well. So it seems the powerful sorcerer was indeed human after all. His legacy. In the centuries which followed his death, Uh, Muslim historians recorded Sunni Ali as the celebrated infidel or the great oppressor. Songhai oral tradition records that he was a righteous ruler of a mighty empire that encompassed more than 2,000 miles. That is 3,200 kilometers along the Niger River. Sunni Ali will forever be remembered as the man who expanded the original kingdom of the Songhai To one of the biggest and mightiest empires in the world. He truly was the great. Sunni (laughs) Ali, (laughs) man.
0: Ah, thank you, Njara, (laughs) for that very spirited. Episode on Sunni Ali. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. So, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> see, I told you, Afriwatu, he was going to deliver in his own own special way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. So, what I want to do is, I want to just take us a little bit back and tell me what is your best bit about that story.
1: The guy was a magician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He
1: played it up. <laughs> this guy was a showman. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh-huh, "I'll show you guys."
0: I'll show you. I'll oh, show so
1: you. Uh, my military is not working. <laughs> my diplomacy is not working. <laughs> Let me show you some magic. <laughs> Let me show you some <laughs> magic.
0: Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, just to to for the people, because you know you talked about the size of the the Songhai yeah. Empire, I just wanted to to tell people that it covers eight nations. And I listed them here because I would most likely forget. Mm. Eight present-day West African countries. Mm -hmm. Mali, Chad, Niger, Guinea, Burkina Faso, Nigeria, Senegal, and Gambia. What? Like, that's, like, yes. That's what he... That's, that's what, yes. That is, that is Sunni Ali, his Songhai Empire. This is what it spanned out to be. My goodness. Yeah. So, and it lasted for like 300 years. 300 years. 300. 300. 300. Like he really to be fair his his magic works. Yeah, he, he, his magic worked. <laughs> his magic works. Completely. Ah.
1: From his uh father Madogo.
0: For, <laughs> so for those who don't know, Madogo in, in Swahili, Ndogo is small. Yeah. So Madogo is like smalls. Smalls. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and not smalls underwear, yeah. just smalls. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's 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 that.
1: It's just an East African just thing. Just an East African yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: Um so before we we sort of like close out i mm. want you to tell the people a little bit more about you and how people can follow you support you such mm. things such things
1: so i'm also a magician <laughs> on stage <laughs> in front of the camera <laughs> yes uh you can follow me at elsafan underscore do you
0: want to spell that for the people yes yes uh,
1: <laughs> at you just go to Freedom. okay yeah so <laughs> El Safan E-L-S-A-P-H-A-N underscore N-J-O-R-A on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me. Um, let's, let's talk. There's a lot of madness there.
0: So much madness. <laughs> <laughs> so much madness.
1: And so much more to come. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm actually as educated as you listeners. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this, this is so. And thank you for making us... Uh, 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 10% top 10% of you know like (laughs) podcasts around the world there's G2 million podcasts and we are top 10
0: I know right yeah
1: you guys have done it yes thank thank you thank you thank you thank you you.
0: because we yeah we were looking at the stats in all honesty I was very I was was surprised I was like and yeah, we, we have fantastic listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're the best. Yeah, in the world.
1: and also and also the content is is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah well, it's amazing. all
0: those sleepless nights. Yeah, at least thank you guys yeah. <laughs> for take, taking us to we the. We don't top want to do listen. the
1: sleep. You do the sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> we just I'll come and read
0: <laughs> and, and listen.
1: You do <laughs> that. That's go. your calling. <laughs> I'll sleep.
0: But yeah, no, that was that was that was really dope. And thank you for mentioning it. I was, I, yeah, thank you. Cool. So it's, it's wonderful. Thank you, Afriwatu. Um, now you know you're welcome back at any time. Yes, and uh, I already have for series three. I already have a character for you. Like okay. there's already one oh, for fantastic. you. Um, but by the way, Afriwatu, please, please, please follow Jora because you will be highly entertained. He's he is an amazing creative. Um, follow him, interact with him. He's mad, but he's good people. <laughs> and thank you again all for tuning in. And until next time. Mubarikiwe. Magic. <laughs>